Hello, and welcome to episode 258 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. Uh, we are in our, this is our post-Christmas episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, you have uh, got me pulled away from Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> um, and, Consider yourself lucky. Yes, yes. And uh, Gavin is uh, currently playing with perhaps all the hot wheels in North America, it would seem. Uh, so he's... <laughs> He's doing well, but you, you got me, and uh, you got you got James um, with some post Christmas sickness from being around children. Rudd, yeah, they uh, not, not used to those uh, the inferiors. The inferiors, <laughs> yes, the the inferiors have a, have a way of infecting us with like everything. Yeah, so we are going to talk a little bit about um uh this year in magic yeah kind of a little bit of a year in review episode um just kind of talk about what happened some of the important stuff and do a quick recap it's a little bit awkward this year normally it feels like we've had more time to put this episode together in the past yes like I, i think there was like an extra week in here somewhere that we didn't get this year yeah, I I mean part of it is is like there's always a new set. There's always yeah. I mean it's the perpetual hype. Yeah. Uh and then you know uh Wizards went all corporate on us uh or Hasbro yeah. did and we we spent a week talking about corporate Hasbro. Yeah. Uh so anyway, uh, if you uh want to reach out to us on so uh, if you want to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Discord, uh x email Email. all that stuff all those links are in the description below uh show ideas um anything like that i guess that we're gonna be saved because uh (laughs) air quotes air quotes because uh carlov manor should um drop soon yeah that's like late january early february right yeah so we should be like into mechanics and spoilers before you know it yeah (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, if there's anything else you guys want to hear about, uh, let us know. We're always always up to do topics that you guys request. Um, we had a couple people reach out uh, specifically for our episode last week. They wanted to hear our thoughts on the, the layoffs, so that's why we did that episode. Um, if there's anything else you guys want to hear about, let us know. We'll try and squeeze it in in between the multitude of set releases that we're going to have in 2024. Yeah. If you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is really easy, doesn't cost you guys anything, and it's using our TCG Player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Surf on over to TCG Player, and anything that you purchase after following that link will help to support the show. and doesn't cost you guys anything extra, and really helps us out, so we'd appreciate that. If you want to support us more directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg is where you can do that. Uh, Patrons get access to our show notes. They get access to about another hour's worth of content out of us every week in form of our pre-show. And when I have cool stuff to send out to you guys, um, you'll be on my mailing list for when I send that out. Or if you don't care about any of that and you just want to support the show, you can do that too. Patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg and chip a couple bucks in. We would appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. So, um, 
Year in review. Year in review. We kind of, first, uh, we are going to take the year and kind of trim it down to, uh, I deem this sets we cared about. Sure. And so, <laughs> uh, I would, I would say that the sets we cared about were the standard sets. So mm-hmm. you're, let's say your four and a half sets, four and a quarter sets that were released this year. <laughs> if you include Aftermath. If you include Aftermath. Yeah. And then just because we have played a reasonable amount of um, modern in our lives, mm-hmm. I feel like we kind of have to uh, care a little bit about Lord of the Rings since it went directly into um, um, modern. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of going to focus our discussion on those five sets, the standard sets. and Yeah, the um, Lord of the Rings was a little unique also in the fact that it, even though it went directly into modern and kind of bypassed normal uh, organic means of being introduced into formats, it was also on Arena. Um, so I think that exposed a lot more people to the set than maybe like a modern horizon set would have. Mm-hmm. So I know we're not like exclusively an arena mm-hmm. podcast, but I do tend to think like, okay, like I get most of my magic exposure now from arena. Yeah. And I figure a lot of people are, uh, in a similar boat. Yep. So things that come to arena kind of automatically have a little bit more, oomph behind them yep a little bit more interest so um i now kind of want to add a fourth thing to my like what are the what are the kind of key developments of the uh, year well sure add a fourth thing we'll add a fourth thing here we'll get to that in a second the first is we got a new card type we did for the first time in a long time what was the last time we got a new type sagas well, were sagas really a new card type, or were they just there? That was a new subtype, right? Because they're still so, enchantments. Yeah, they're still enchantments. Yeah, fair. Planeswalker, right? Was there I something? Think so yeah. Because like we had, we had vehicles as a subtype, right? Was so when I came back to Magic, M fifteen ish, there were the thing that was new that I didn't understand was equipment. Equipment, well, planeswalkers were equipment, new for me. Equipment and planeswalkers. Yeah. Right. And I think, like when I came back, equipment was a little bit easier to wrap my head around, though, mm-hmm. because there. I mean, even like way back when I was a kid, there were cards that kind of functioned like equipment currently does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was nothing that functioned like a planeswalker. True. And since then, I would say we've gotten. Vehicles, which is an artifact, uh, uh, an artifact subtype, sagas, yep. and then, yeah, I think it's then. Uh, this is probably the first new card type since Planeswalkers. Yeah. So that's kind of a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. It felt like it was the way they did these the sieges where you like have to attack them down when they had, or they're not loyalty counters, whatever, like whatever counters. Yeah. Um, I think there were battle counters, weren't they? Something. Yeah. You could very well be right. Right. I don't know. Irrelevant. Just, yeah. Number gets small. Good. Yeah. Um, yep. Number big, bad. Um, yep. I think it was kind of a limited mechanic. Right. It played pretty well in limited. Yeah. 
And right, because it gave you a, an additional thing to think about when you went to combat. Mm-hmm. Right. Most times, like, it was just like, you know, it's attack face. But now you have, oh, should I attack face or right. should I attack the battle to gain some long term advantage? Yeah. And value. Yeah. It, it, you know, it just depends, right? Like, on the situation and whatnot. So that was good. And I'd say for constructed, for the most part, they're played for their front half. Yeah. Or their front side, right? They're, whatever the effect is on the front is while you're playing them. And maybe you flip it, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, but as like a limited mechanic, I think they're pretty good. And other than Invasion of Gabacon they really haven't had that big of an impact on uh, Constructed. I guess, like, um, Invasion of Zendikar, but, like, that's just expo- like that would be the same if it was Explosive Vegetation. I've seen a couple lists that are running... Is it Ixalan that's, like, Green Suns, mm. kind of? That's... Uh, uh, oh, it's Oath of Nyssa, but it sees five cards instead of three. Maybe that's not. The, oh, what's the what's okay, the one no. that's like X X uh, green th- green or whatever? Is, that is um, invasion of Ikoria. Oh, Ikoria, that's right. Yes, I guess I have seen that one. Yeah, yeah, where it's kind of like finale. Yeah, of devastation, but like a few of them have seen play, but for mm-hmm. the most part, it's for their front set. It's like whatever that spell is. Yeah, and like just just to be clear. Um, these are specific to sieges. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if any other kind of battles are going to work the same. That I mean, most assuredly, they're not going to work the same. Um, and they've already confirmed that there are other types of battles. There are, yeah, there are plans for slated other types of battles. for, yeah. So, so. maybe maybe different ones play different. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, have here that. Everything is an artifact. Yeah, like, I don't know. I know when we were talking about this a little bit in the pre-show, you kind of alluded to the fact that this this was kind of a design choice. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's 100% true. That might be um, kind of re- a result of the sorts of sets that we had this year. Because there was a lot of, like, artifact themes in the sets. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that... Um... Um, like it just felt that over the course of Magic's history, like there's uh not been I mean maybe outside of like shards block, mm-hmm. a ton of artifacts that are colored, right? Yeah. And over the last few years, it's been like more and more and more, mm-hmm. and. Now, this year, you had, like, all the colored creatures in one and in March because, like, we Phyrexian now. Right. right? And then... Yeah, but, like, that was a thing in New Phyrexia, too, though. Yeah. And then um, you have, like, in Ixalan, you had all the things that would normally be spells mm-hmm. that were artifacts, right? Like, one of the yeah, white... But again, that was for, like... Uh mechanic reasons though mm-hmm. so you could 
turn on your craft or whatever. Like, I, I think these were specific to, like, the reason that everything's an artifact is kind of specific to the sets that we had, not necessarily like, ooh, we're just going to make everything an artifact now. Yeah, I I agree that it was, it was there was a, like, thematic mechanical reason to yeah. do it. But it's just, it is very different than magic has been oh for in, sure in the past right like yeah so it you know when we were in theros things were mm-hmm. enchantments but yep. then like you didn't have boatloads of enchantment creatures yeah in the subsequent sets Correct. we didn't have like we've only had i think one enchantment equipment Right, remember Elspeth's uh, sword from the first. Theros? Oh yeah, Godsend. Yeah, Godsend. It was an enchantment equipment or yeah. enchantment artifact equipment. Right, we didn't have a bunch of like random enchantments after Theros Beyond Death. Yeah. Right, but th- this year it was kind of like, well, we did artifacts in March, and we did artifact like, and it wasn't like a strong like artifacts matter theme and like limited. There was mm-hmm. one like there was like blue white artifacts matter, in yeah. in one of them, but it just it just seemed like every set this year it was just like hey we're gonna like throw, I don't know, like thirty five artifacts in here, yeah. and like they're gonna be all different colors. So not rightly or wrongly or like oh hey this was a bad choice. It was just like this has been a, thing a year. To note. Yeah, where if you look back, you're like, wow, there are way more artifacts floating around as like yeah. random creatures and stuff than I think most years in Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, then we went years where we weren't allowed to have creature lands. Yeah, the like this kind of changed during fire design also because we had. I forget which standard it was, but we had a standard where there were three colorless creature lands, like in standard. There was, uh, it was crawling haven. barons, faceless crawling haven. Barons. I think there was another one too. I can't remember the other one, uh, but I remember faceless haven, crawling barons, yeah. and then before that we had the the one from War of the Spark. Yeah. That uh, like took less to activate if you controlled a planeswalker. That, that, like, mobilized garrison? No, that's a vehicle. Yeah. Mobilized district. That's what it was, yep. And when it came onto play in arena, it was like, do-do-do-do, and like, people <laughs> talked. There was like a murmur yeah. of people in the background. Uh, but this year we got all a complete cycle of yeah. creature dual lands. Yeah, so all ten pairs we got. And... Like, and that's never happened. No, not in the same year, not at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, it took between Zendikar and Battle for Zendikar to get a whole cycle printed, period. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was like 10 years apart. Yeah. If not, like, more. Um, and so, um, and some of them are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one's your favorite? Probably the green black one. What is it? I'm looking Hidden Cottage. Is that what it's called? Restless Cottage. Restless Cottage. There we go. Yeah, yeah I like that one as well. Uh, but we also have Mishra's Foundry, mm-hmm. which I forgot we had. Yep. Um, I made Mirix an honorary creature land. Sure. Um, there are so many lands 
There are 140 lands if you on Scryfall. <laughs> uh, uh, and then like, like all the restless lands are pretty good. Oh, I guess yep. they're all restless now. Uh, restless Anchorage just gives blue white decks like another way to get value out of their lands. Yep. Um, and I would I would say that like I've seen restless Anchorage, restless Cottage, and to a lesser extent, restless Vinestock find their way into like pioneer decks. And I think most of these have been in standard decks. Yeah. I know I've seen the, what's the blue black one? The one that makes a shark restless reef. Yeah. I've seen that one. Mm -hmm. So like they're all, they're all pretty good. Mm -hmm. And like they are costed like, Fairly, but not aggressively. Yes, I think that's a good one. Like, yep. like if you told me they knocked a mana off of them, then they'd all be too good. Like, yep. they're just kind of, like, right in the right spot. They turn the right dials. But yep. this is a time where we've got 12, like, actual creature lands, because there's the the cave as well at Uncommon. Mm-hmm. Plus then uh, Mishra's whatever. Yeah. Uh all in uh all in standard at the same time and that's really unusual like that's something that kind of like sets this well, kind I mean, of not just apart. unusual has never happened before yes like, has never happened. groundbreaking let's call it and we're gonna have them in standard for three two, years two more years yeah yeah two yeah because th- they were in they were in gosh i can't think they were in the the two most recent sets yeah, so they're here for three years. Three years, yeah. So they're basically here uh, till Hope the eight, like till the eight year anniversary of uh, the Casual Tryhard podcast. <laughs> um, we hope you'll all be around then. Yeah, hope we'll be around. Uh, gosh, Gavin will be like eight. Wow. No, will he? In three, he'll be six. Wild. Be six. Uh. And we also have Mirix, again, like honorary creature land. So there's so yeah. many ways to get like creatures and value out of your lands. And that doesn't uh, count anymore that they print. Yeah, any more that they print. Uh if they do some like twist on like channel or mm-hmm. some other like way to get value out of your lands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just a very kind of different um like kind of standard landscape. And it like you know, it trickles down to Pioneer as well. Like Pioneer went from like having like no playable creature lands right. to like you know, or well, having just the monocolored playable lands be playable to now well, kind of like a bunch of stuff. Like mana bases and Pioneer in general, I think got a huge boost this year because you got the Scars Fast lands also. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that, f- I think has changed the format. Mm-hmm. Like, you just get to, like, play, have really good mana, like, all the yeah. time. Basically, the best you could hope for without fetches. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my fourth thing, kind of a continuation of recent trends is this is another year where we just get tons of game objects. Oh, yeah. Like, if, you know, just there were mites... There were uh, map tokens. 
Mm-hmm. There were food in both Lords, uh, Lord, uh, Lords, Lord, Lord of the, the Rings, Rings and Wilds. And, and Wilds. And was there... We had treasures. Treasures. Yeah. Um, it just feels like there's always like a new game object that we are yeah. making. I wouldn't expect that to change anytime no. soon either. Um, I think that gameobjects.deck is a good archetype for limited and i think that it's something that people enjoy playing so i I wouldn't expect them to change that anytime soon i think i also think it's like design space that they haven't used all up yet yes i think that like after doing the game for 30 years you run out of things that you can write on the card right so then you have to start making the card make a second card or you have to like make the card have a back right that has words on it right to kind of get more and more design space and more things that you can do mm-hmm. um so uh yeah just and like just game objects everywhere yep all right so i went through we're not going to sp- spend a ton of time on this but i went through those five sets and i just went like scryfall uh, card gallery and just scrolled through and like wrote down cards that like have made an impact on for the most part I tried to look at like uh, kind of like standard to modern or like standard yeah. to maybe legacy if, if something went back that far just cards that like matter mm-hmm. across for these constructed formats. formats for constructed constructed formats. competitive formats yes um so, like, you have Micasynth Gardens, the land that lets you copy artifacts. Oh, look at this. Look at this. I told you, I was I was trying to keep up where you were making the show notes, because yeah. that was all my brain could handle. <laughs> um, right, like, this has shown up in, like, Amulet Titan in Modern. Mm-hmm. And um, just does, like, kind of random things in, I think, uh, mainly it's there. I think I've seen it in Pioneer once or twice, or I've played it once or twice. But it does just kind of do kind of neat random things in formats where, like, you have Urza Saga. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I would like another copy of this thing that Urza Saga got me. Convenient. Yep. Or a construct. Or, yeah. yeah, Oh, no, I guess it's non-token, so you can't do that. They thought about that. Like, do we want want Urza Saga to make three constructs? (laughs) Probably bad. Yeah. Um. Because I guess that'd be like weird rules if it was a token, a land that became a token. Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't do what you wanted it to do anyway because it, like, you have to tap it to do the thing. So yeah, all right. Yeah. And then we have just uh, be weird. Skrelv Defector Might, mm-hmm. uh, Mother of Runes at Home is still yep. good enough. It's been like in the mono white aggro decks and the Esper Legend decks in standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also mentioned when we were talking about it in the pre-show, it's been in the Amalia decks. I've seen it. We we were going over Amalia lists and like yep. it's in one of the Amalia lists, which like makes a lot of sense, making your Amalia unblockable. Yep. It it takes some work for your Amalia to not kill it first, but <laughs> uh, you could in theory make your Amalia unblockable. Yep. Um, and it's like in the Pioneer Mono White deck sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just like Mother of Runes, even like bad mother of runes is still good yeah still mother of runes still mother of runes 
Then I was trying to think of what, like, the... I, I was originally thinking of, like, trying to figure out what the card of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think the next card is probably the card of the year. Okay. In terms of impact. And that would be Atraxa Grand Unifier. Yeah, I can't think of a splashier card, that's for sure. I mean, think about what this card did. It was in, um, like, it's been in the best standard deck when the best standard deck has changed. Yeah. Like, so if you think way back to when it first came out, it was um, uh, the 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 Gixis the 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 five mana saga mm-hmm. with read ahead that could like go get a card, could like yeah. thought seize your opponent, go get a card, and then last chapter was reanimate something. Yeah. And you would just like try to get your attracts in the graveyard and then get it back on turn five. Mm-hmm. Right. That was Atraxis home. And then uh, we're now in the domain slash like angels standard yep. where your like whole game plan is to rap rap. Yo, what <laughs> up, homie? The ramp <laughs> ramp into a Traxa. Yeah. And maybe you play like uh, the oh, whatever the, the two white white angel with red black kicker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, along the way to, like, stabilize. That's why it's called Angels, because you play two Angels and then a bunch of things that ramp into Atraxa. Yeah. And uh, card sees play in um, Modern. It's a reanimation target there. Mm-hmm. It has uh, found its way into Legacy Reanimator. Yep. Uh, you People show and tell it in. There was a brief time where it was getting played. Um, they were like Bant um, natural order decks where your natural order target was a Traxa. Uh, where, you know, you're like kind of a grindy mid-range deck. You're not like elves getting uh, whatever is Crater Huff Behemoth. Crater Huff. You get a Traxa and you refill and then you win the game because yeah. you have and a 7-7. Seven, seven. Yeah. Um, it also has one more unique thing about it. It's what introduced battles. Yep. It did something that hadn't been done since Termogoyf in Future Sight. Yeah. It, like, yep. referred to a card type that did not exist. Yep. And then we all got to go, what's a battle? What's a battle? Um, but, yeah, like, Atraxa has seen play across, like, every format. Yeah. And... Um, I think it's a pretty good candidate for card of the year. Has been... I, I mean, think there's a couple more that I think give it a run for the money. But Yeah, I think it's the card that at least in, like, regardless of the, like, 60-card constructed format you play, mm-hmm. you're going to run into in two years. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's kind of, like, fixed Gristlebrand, but it's still super broken. Like, you can't fix Gristlebrand and make it okay. <laughs> this is as close as you get. This is kind of as close as you get. Like, oh, I get yeah. to draw, I get to draw five cards. Yeah. Uh, the turn it comes into play, okay, that's fine. Cool. I can't draw fourteen, but I can draw five, and then yeah. have a thing that if you don't kill, you can never attack me. Amazing. Is this also the biggest creature with death touch? Like the become. There's a point on a card where like the power and toughness. Uh, like, doesn't matter if you have Death Touch because it's just going to kill everything anyway? Um, I think like, does, it Does might it matter be... that this have, has Death Touch? I don't think so. 
Like, they just threw it on there because they needed a black keyword. I think, doesn't the original Atraxa have Death Touch? Like the the one oh, that is know, just... The, the commander the, one? The commander one. Like maybe. I think it has Death Touch. So I think that was the black keyword. When it was a 4-4, it made more sense. Yeah. And now that she's hit the steroids or whatever and is a 7-7, <laughs> right? Like, what, what are you going to give it menace? Like, you, you can't really... Uh, let me see here. Is there a creature? Can I find... How can I do this? I know I've done this before. Can I? Oh, Mario. I want power... Greater than seven. uh, Greater than seven. Oh, there are two. Oh, okay. There is Void Beckoner. Okay. uh, An eight mana, eight, eight death touch. Also Godzilla death Corona. Rest in peace. (laughs) Uh, And then Shelob. Okay. The Lord of the Rings spider demon yep. uh, is yep. an 8-8. Eight, eight. Okay. So second largest um, death yeah, toucher. I think once you time. get up that big death touch, it's kind of it irrelevant. It doesn't do anything. Though. Yeah. But I think that Atrax is going to be the card that uh, is is the um, is the card that is going to be like most remembered from this year. Though the next card uh, could could also maybe take that crown okay it's mom the, the next card is mom yep so ella storm mother of machines the card that all the commander people were like don't print this and, and they printed it anyway and it doesn't seem like it's done that much to commander i don't know though yeah i mean i don't super follow commander so yeah. i'm not i don't see angry tweets about how ella Storm has ruined everything I really don't see many angry tweets about Commander in general anymore. Or if something something happened, or maybe my algorithm changed. <laughs> you haven't paid Elon seven ninety nine or whatever, so like you don't. Yeah. Pay, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe this secretly like this is like secretly an upside for all of us that like we just yeah. aren't we aren't in the terrible angry discourse anymore because maybe. we haven't paid Elon the money. <laughs> um, doubles up all of your tri- uh, triggered abilities or ETB abilities. Encounters your opponents. Uh, Encounters your opponents. Um, Has shown up in standard some, kind Mm -hmm. of on the fringes, in Pioneer, in the uh, Fires, Enigmatic Fires decks, which is still around. Yep. Um, There are are just some decks that, like, you play it and you can never win. If your opponent Mm -hmm. plays it, you can never win. And if you play... Like your Elementals deck. (laughs) Elementals can never beat it. Um, Yep. The enigmatic incarnation deck can never beat it. If you yep. play it and then before your opponent, or if you both have one out, nothing happens. You just like play play a bunch of like overcosted idiots that don't do anything. You're in an awkward limited game. Yes. Like, how do I triple block? I don't know how to do this. <laughs> um Is but that yeah, a thing I'm allowed to do anymore? Yeah, can I can I do that? Just uh, what is Bashido and how is it going to hurt me? <laughs> Um, but yeah, banding, banding. Um, but yeah, so Elish Norn, like with huge splashy card, it is super awkward again that like sometimes you play it and like the game ends. Yeah. 
But what are you going to do? That's what magic is nowadays. I played my haymaker. I win. Yay! And then we have Glissa, Sunseeker. Yeah, this is kind of a weird one. I really didn't... I, I mean, I know we talked about this card in our set review episode a little bit, but I really didn't expect it to take off the way it did. Yeah, really. Like, it kind of only has, like, realistically, like, one of the options. Mm-hmm. It's basically, like, one black green unblockable when it deals combat damage, lose a life draw card. It's basically a unblockable Ophidian. Yeah, I mean, I have absolutely blown stuff up with it before. Yeah, I I mean, 90% of the time you're drawing the card, yeah. and then, yeah. like, you get the occasional, like, um, fable, or, like, mm-hmm. a ley line binding, and you feel like a god. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it's just, it is, I think, like, looking at it, like, its sizing's not great, you're like, kind of everything kills it, like, like, a revolted fatal push gets it. Right. Lightning strike gets it. Like you know, but right. That... But it's one of those cards that if you don't answer it, though, it just runs away with the game. Exactly, you just lose. Yeah. And it's often paired with Shieldred, where you're going to Glissa into Shieldred, and then you're actually drawing a card and gaining a life, right? In the exchange, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, but like this is kind of made. This and a couple other cards have kind of made the green-black, like, rock deck kind of the, uh, you know, the little brother to, like, Rakdos in, mm-hmm. like, Pioneer. Yeah. Right? Like, I think the green-black deck plays very similar to that deck. But oh, it definitely does, does. But kind of has different strengths and different weaknesses. Yeah. Right? But, like, it's kind of in contention for that, like, it's like the tier two mid-range deck, mm-hmm. which is like a fine place to be. And I, I guess I don't know what card it needs to be. Well, it needs Fable the Mirror Breaker. But other than <laughs> other than Fable the Mirror Breaker, right? Yeah. Like, I know people have been experimenting with Smuggler's Copters since it's been unbanned. But, like, Green-Black is a good standard deck. Mm-hmm. Green-Black is a pretty decent pioneer deck and glissa is a big part of that yeah right like i don't think if i think if we didn't have glissa neither of those decks would exist i don't think the rest of it is good enough around it makes sense to me um um so before we continue here okay um i just want to let you know that you have selected 32 cards we may not have to talk about all of them Okay. <laughs> um, I'll talk about the, I, I'll talk about six, but not seven. How about that? Okay, sure. And six is super short. It's Gleeful Demolition, mm-hmm. the improved. Oh, what is it? Coldotha Rebirth. Rebirth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, blow up on an artifact, make a bunch of one ones. Yep. Um, it uh, basically made an entire archetype. Mm-hmm. It had a little bit of help, but. It made the Boros Confoke archetype in Pioneer thing. Yeah. It's a cool card. It's a cool card. Yeah, that's it. It's a cool card. That's it. Um, and then you don't want to talk about Shieldred's Edict? I mean, I think Shield... We, we can. You, you got me. Put it on the screen. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's on the screen. It is a very flexible 
in like selective edict more than we've ever had. Right. The fact that you can say token or non-token is huge. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the problem with edicts traditionally is that you, when you give your opponent a choice, it's likely not good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when you get to like fine tune their choice, it makes it a way better card. Yes. And like, you know, the last two cards this is something I was going to point out. There's a lot of power in uncommons and even commons now that are yeah. finding their way into like competitive, like pioneer and standard and even in modern, right? Like shielded edicts gets played in modern and legacy. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's an uncommon. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, it's probably the best edict, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I bought cards for Amalia, and basically mm-hmm. I was missing like four commons and four uncommons and then four Amalias. But everything else in the deck is like a common yeah. or an uncommon. Like it's there's a lot more power in those cards than there used to be. Yep. Um, all right. So that was... Frexer all we won. Now we move on to March of Machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fairy Mastermind uh, won uh, Yuta Takahashi. Like, when he won the uh, World Championship was, like, one of the, like, the purest reactions. <laughs> uh, and this was during COVID, so he was, like, he won the World Championships, like, in his bedroom. Right. Which is less than desirable. <laughs> but, like, um, this card two one flash flyer is just really good. Went into the yeah. rogues deck. Like it's kind of fringy in pioneer. And I think that it, in a card we're going to talk about a little bit later on is uh, kind of illustrate how they've just like, we get a bunch of extra keywords and one of the extra keywords they love throwing on things now is flash. Right? Yeah. It like, seems like they're trying to prop up an archetype, prop up an archetype or just like, Hey man, we made like control too good. We have to like figure out a way to tax their mana. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like there, there's definitely they're trying to make a flash deck happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knight Errant of Eos. Yeah, uh, this is one we talked about quite a bit during the pre-show too. Yes, but um, goes with Gleeful Demolition and like makes the Boros Convoke deck happen. Like that, the Boros yeah. Convoke deck was maybe a thing, but once uh, Knight Errant of Eos came out, is when it became a thing and like you know just a way to if you have a board to kind of like fill your hand back up to keep going or like get down a big threat quick refill your hand and then be like you have to deal with my board knowing that i have two cards in hand that can make things happen uh is really good yep and then we have atali the new atali primal conqueror yeah um just Another uh, key part of reanimator shenanigans. Reanimator shenanigans in, again, multiple formats. And, yep. you know, when there was the brief um, oh, invasion of uh, Alora mm-hmm. uh, deck, like this is a thing that you would spin into, right? Yep. If you ramp into this and, like, resolve it, you don't always win, but it becomes very difficult to lose. Yeah, it's definitely hard to lose um this is another one of those cards that like you're just gonna see uh in older formats anywhere you can cheat it in it ends up being good yeah um so 
we oh, get here a, goes your. This is your other game object. This is my other game. Oh, that's right, incubator yep. tokens. Yeah, that was the other game object. I think every yep. set gave us a game object. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so we have Sunfall. Uh, this is kind of the uh, wizards being like, we know we put indestructible on cards, and cards give things indestructible. Yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Here's five mana, exile all creatures, and then give you a beater so the game ends. Yeah. Right? Like, would kind you, of nuts. Yeah, would you like to take care of the board and then have a way to win? Here you go. Yeah. Like This is playing a completely different game than Fumigate was. <laughs> I gained three <laughs> life with Fumigate? Sweet. It's like, oh, no, I made a 3-3 three, yeah. three that's going to win the game after I counter all of your stuff. Right, Sick. and exiled all your indestructibles. Yeah. yeah, so like we've we've had you know uh, indestructible as a keyword for a long time, and it matters less and less with like leyline bonding, binding, and sunfall, and yeah. all of these things that exile and like sunfall and farewell. Like they see play. Well, sunfall sees play in um, uh, pioneer a little bit, like. You have your split of like um, Supreme Verdict, Sunfall, and Farewell. Like, how do you like want to build your like sweeper setup? Package. Yeah. Yeah. And Sunfall also has some pretty sick uh, flavor text. Uh, Yes. Let the light scour away your imperfect flesh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And like, it is one of like the hard limits on Standard. Right, like you have to have a way to deal with Sunfall. Yep. Uh, in your in your like creature deck, like there has to be like there has to be some sort of interaction in the hand, counterspell something, because like this is a card that you know you have to deal with. Yep. Next one we have is Nissa Resurgent Animus. This so, card's sweet. Card is sweet, right? This is the landfall. Yeah. Get a. This is like a three-three Lotus Cobra for three. Yeah. <laughs> that if two if you get two lands to come into play, you get to go like reveal it you get to put an elf or an elemental from your from the your deck into your hand. Yep. Um right, like Nissa was usually the only elf. Mm-hmm. So this saw play in modern when uh, uh elementals, like four color elementals was a deck. Yeah. Uh and um uh, like as the way to like keep filling your hand up and like keeping things going it saw uh, it seemed play in pioneer slash explorer mm-hmm. uh, in my elementals deck in other people's elementals decks right it's just a great kind of like glue card that like does everything an elemental shell wants to do oh yeah right? rewards you for it and yeah keeps it going yep and then we have uh Copper Coat Vanguard. Yeah, another piece for humans. Yeah, like uh, makes your humans hard to kill like this and Athalia. Just yep. makes it so targeted removal is pretty much uncastable against you. And if they do try and use it, like you're so far ahead by the time they can cast it that it doesn't matter. Yeah, like you're like, okay, fine. Like I got in, you know, the curve of like one into Thalia into this. And you're attacking for like six on turn three. Yeah. Or like one, this, and then, uh, uh, what is her name? Uh, one white, white, 
star four that makes a one 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 someone attacks. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, can't think of it. it begins with an A I think, but I can't think of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like yeah. that is a really powerful curve as well. Yeah. Right. It makes your uh, Adeline. Adeline. Uh, yep. Adeline hard harder to kill, so you know you're gonna get that token. Yep. And it uh, and it makes the token a two one. Like it makes the token a real threat. Mm-hmm. Close the game up quick. Yeah. So, like, this is the kind of thing that like allows humans to be a deck in standard, and it's kind of been like uh, a part of standard like the whole time, and then in pioneer as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I think these uh, you were talking about Atraxa for card of the year. I think these oh. next two are uh, pretty pretty high contenders for card of the you're, year. As you're well. probably in retrospect. Card of the year for standard only sets. There we go. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure, sure. Let's get real narrow. Okay. Uh, so the, next up, we have Orcish Bowmasters. Um, I don't even know if there's anything that has to be said about Bowmasters. It's uh, anywhere it's legal, it sees one metric ton of play. It is like a four of. Like it is. Yeah. Much like Deathrite was the reason to play black. Mm hmm. Orgish Bowmasters is the reason that decks are black. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, well, Thoughtseize is good, but I also get Thoughtseize and Bowmasters. Oh, I have to be black. Yeah. Or I'm like, in. yeah, like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to play Thoughtseize, but I have to play Bowmasters. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, this supplants Bob as like the best black two drop, right? Oh, absolutely. I don't even think it's a contest. I mean, you can't play Bob because it's a two one. <laughs> because of Bowmasters. Exactly. I resolve yeah. my dark confident. Yeah. End of your turn, I will flash in my Bowmasters and kill your dark confident. <laughs> and make a dude. Yeah. <laughs> make a dude. <laughs> I will three of four one you. Yeah. And like the one one doesn't seem like a lot, but um and things have changed over the years, but there was a time where like young Pyromancer get a one one. And that 1-1 one, one would, like, matter in, like, solo legacy games. And yeah. now you're not soloing legacy games of the 1-1 one, one now, but that 1-1 one, one does end up mattering. It does. Well, and the 1-1 one, one also a lot of times doesn't stay a 1-1. One, one. Yes, gets bigger. Yeah. And then, okay, and you then, are right. The real yeah. card of the year. The, the one ring? $2.5 million card of the year. Sure, yeah. Uh, the one ring. Um, Unlike the last card, is a reason to play any color deck. <laughs> is, a, is a reason to play lands. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, um, yeah, it does everything you could want. I think uh, after a while, we, we said it was kind of like a time walk and a necropotent stuck together. Yep. Right? Like you resolve it and you almost always draw three cards, lose one life. Mm hmm. And fog your opponent for a turn. Yep. Seems usually good. that's enough time for you to turn the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like is played everywhere where Magic the Gathering cards are played and it's legal. <laughs> that is correct. I've seen less of it in modern, uh, like just watching like modern content. Yeah. But uh, do you think that's because it's? the modern content you're watching or is it actually less prevalent um i'm seeing like it, th that's uh, kind of the weird thing about streamers though right yeah because, they like, like gravitate to a thing 
Yeah, or if they're getting sick of it, they just won't play it anymore. Like, mm-hmm. if you're watching Aspiring Spike, like, he's probably over one ring decks at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, like, like it feels like there are less on the other side, too. Okay. And it could just kind of be that since Grief, not Grief, since Fury went away, yeah, we're still trying to figure out what you want to play. Like, you know, I think it's still really good in Tron mm-hmm. and things like that. But it seems like there's less of it, but also, like, Spike only played one ring decks for a very yeah. long time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that the one ring, you are right, will be the card that people will look back on 2023 yeah. and be like, oh, does the like... Post Malone have one of those? <laughs> what were you guys thinking? That's what they'll think. Yeah. Why haven't we banned this yet? Yeah. Um, and it's then, still in print. That's why it's still. Yeah, we had to. We had to. We had to move holiday boxes. Yeah. Um, and then a cycle of commons from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The uh, land cyclers. Yeah, the ones from Lord of the Rings. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about all five of these, or are there like one or two that you? I, wanna... I think that like the the big one. Is Lorien revealed? Yeah, I think so too. Right, so it's got island cycling, not basic land cycling, not basic right. island cycling. It's got island cycling, and the big thing here is island cycling for one. Yeah. So it basically turns it into turns any of your lands into like evolving wilds. Kind of, sorta, yeah. Right, but it counts as a sorcery towards delirium. It does. Right, it helps, right? Like a turn where you go like fetch land, crack it, cycle for Lorian's re- Lorian revealed. You've got two types in your yard for like your DRC. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got two cards in your yard for your Merktide Regent. Yep. Right, and then unlike Evolving Wilds, on turn seven, when you, you have five lands, you get three cards out of the deal. Yeah. Um. So, like, this kind of shows, like, we saw this in Ikoria, right? If you just slap one generic mana cycling on yeah. a card, it's probably too good. And these are all probably too good. Like, Lorien Revealed gets played in Legacy and Modern uh, Delver decks, or Merktide yep. decks. Um uh, it's um, Trollakaza Doom gets played in like almost every black deck, mm-hmm. um, right? In Reanimator Strategies, it's a six-five that has to be blocked by three things. Mm-hmm. So, like in Legacy, it's just unblockable for the most part. Yep. And it's a pretty quick clock as a six-five. Yep. Um, Oliphant and Generous End are perfectly good things to bring back with a Living End. Absolutely. And they let you fix your mana. Lorian Reveal does as well in Rhinos. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, uh, in Living End, they played Oliphant and Generous Ent as, like, we can shave lands. And, like, as long as I have one mana, I can basically fix my land, my mana for anything else because Generous Ent gets a stomping ground. It gets a breeding pool. Yep. It gets my Ketria Triome. Yep, gets whatever you need. Right? And, like, is a thing to, like, bring back. So like these first uh first four 
Sorry, Eagles of the North. No one plays you. <laughs> um, the, I was like, I was looking at like a list of like the most sold cards on TCG Player, and Lorien Revealed and Troll of Cosmic Doom were like number one or number two. Wow. And then they had Eagles of the North. I'm like, what does this card even do? I was like, oh, this is the white <laughs> one of the cycle. Oh. Um, Who's playing that? Yeah, exactly. But like, they've all enabled a bunch of different decks. Like, back in Legacy and uh, Modern. Yeah. Right? Which is, like, huge for a common. Yeah. To see that much play. All right. Wilds. Moving on to, I guess, probably the most impactful, arguably best card in Wilds. Yeah. Up the Beanstalk. A two-mana uncommon enchantment. Yeah, who'd have um, thought that would have turned modern on its head? Yeah, well, if you keep putting cost reductions on all of your stuff, yeah, and alternative no mana costs on your things, right? Uh, it turns out getting five mana value is pretty easy. It is. So, as we all know, up the beanstalk got banned mm-hmm. in modern because if you play shardless agent and um, uh, what is he called? Bloodbraid Elf, and then Solitudes and Leyline Bindings and Furies, your opponent's not allowed to have any creatures, and you never run out of cards in your hand. <laughs> Ta-da! And you Sounds will, like a winner. You will eventually win with whatever ham sandwich sticks. Yep. Yep. Like, I have a 3-2 lifelinker for 5 mana. I guess I will kill you with it now across 7 turns. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, yep. yeah, so kind of like with the Cascade decks, uh, which this deck was the Cascade deck, mm-hmm. right? Like you have all of these cards that have high mana values that have these alternative costs Yeah, that allow you to bone crush or, um, brazen borrow or yep. force of negation or ley line. You have all these ways that you can still operate on on turn one and turn two, but not it's run afoul of the cascade uh, thing. So, yeah, uh, Beanstalk hasn't been as impactful in um, Pioneer, though I have seen it in like some Yorion decks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be right. Like, it only takes like another Leyline Binding or like equivalent yeah. thing. Like, uh, there was the Artisan event. Um, uh, yeah, Historic Artisan event. And I played against um, Up the Beanstalk and, like, a, against a green-black deck that had the, like, um, black spell that kills a creature. Uh, and it costs one less for each creature in your yard. So okay. they're, like, milling themselves and then, like, casting that for one mana with Up the Beanstalk. That seems right. pretty good. Um or, like, you know, you could be blue-green and, like, Telerian Terrors for cheap mm-hmm. and Cryptic Serpents oh, yeah. for cheap, right? Where you're just, like, you know, kind of, like, um, blue-red mm-hmm. or blue, uh, or, like, the blue-black, like, Phoenix deck yeah. where you're getting your card advantage not from Phoenixes but from actual literal cards, yeah. right? There's going to come a point where they print another thing that makes that viable, that this card is going to be like, oh, yeah, this is really good. Like, it saw Legacy play, 
Mm-hmm. Like, you play this, and then you force of will your opponent's thing. Like, And you're not down a card anymore? Yeah. Thank you for participating in this game. I win now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a seeming enough. It wasn't even good and limited. Like, right. that archetype was unplayable <laughs> and limited. Yeah. But, like, the card, like, one of the uncommons to make the limited archetype work that could not possibly ever work uh, yeah. was, like... One of the most impactful cards in modern. Yeah. Speaking about impactful cards, we have uh, Besiege the Mirror. Um, This was impactful in Legacy, right? Mm Kind of reshaped the Storm decks. Yes, all of them. So, like, you have... um, There's a bunch of different flavors of Storm now. Like, there are mono-black Storm decks because you can just beseech for your tendrils now you don't need the red mana to go search for stuff um you have um like the 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 test variants the tes decks um right now they're just the four beseech the mirror deck they play oh gosh what is it called uh the teamer one and teamer whenever you cast a spell draw two uh draw two cards Song of Creation. Song of Creation. There we go. Yep. They play one of those now because you can get it with Beseech. Oh, yeah. And then you just, like, start casting zeros. hmm And Beseech lets you have, like, easy turn one wins. Yep. Because uh, they banned this little card, card called Yagmas Will <laughs> years ago. <laughs> but Beseech the Mirror plus a one of um, Gaia's... Will? I think it's what it was, guys. Will? Yeah, the one from Mo- the original Modern Horizons. Yeah, the, that has yeah. like... Um, the Suspend spell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that card, when it comes off Suspend, is just Yagmas Will. So yep. you get it with Beseech, and you cast Yagmas Will, then you just cast your whole graveyard and win the game. Yep. You're like, oh, I get a bunch of mana, Beseech, go get my tendrils, kill you. Yep. And then you it also... It's a mana less, right? Wasn't Yogg's Will 5? Yogsman was three. Was it three? I thought it was five. What was I thinking? Bargain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yog Will is two and a black, and Bargain is yep. four black, black. Um, And, like, you have the Beseech, Sack and Artifact to get a Beseech and Sack mm-hmm. and Artifact, and you can, like, chain your Besieges so you get mm-hmm. free Storm. Yep. Because each Beseech is two Storm. Right, it being it cast the, and then the, and then the thing it casts, yeah, yep. Um, Agatha Soulcaldra. Do you know how much this card is? I have no idea. I also wasn't quite sure why you put it on the list here. I don't think I've seen this card. This card is fifty five dollars. Holy moly! There are tons of random combos that uh, Agatha Soulcaldra does. Yeah. Um. Well, like, I know we talked about some of them when we did our set review for this, but I don't yeah. think I've seen any lists actually running them. Uh, there are a bunch like floating, or they're on the fringes, admittedly, yeah. but there are a bunch of them floating around, and right. it's just a card that people love, and yeah. like I think it's one of those. It's a super cool card. It's a super cool card, right? Like the fact that it's incidental graveyard hate, like in your like stupid wonky plus one plus one counter combo deck. Yeah. Uh, in that I was like green white hardened stales plus one plus one counter uh, counter deck this is the graveyard hate i have on my sideboard mm-hmm. 
Um, it's just a card that, like, it hasn't blown up, but it has done, like, little things around the edges. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's 55 bucks. Like, someone likes it. A lot of someones <laughs> like it. Yeah. Well, it's got the uh, unique, hard-to-reprint, low mana value. Like, it checks all of the boxes for an expensive card. Oh, yeah. Right, it's Agatha's Soul Cardin. You right. have to can't replay it unless you're in Agatha's land. Right. And, like, it is, like, just a mass of random words. Yeah. It, it does something unique. There's no other card that does what it does. And it's only two mana, so. Yeah. And then we have Imidane's Recruiter. So this, uh, going back to Red White Convoke, this fixed yeah. its biggest problem. Haste. Uh, well, haste, and so it was playing the Surge, uh, uh, Reckless Bushwhacker, the Surge creature, yep. where it was three mana, but it only got the plus one, plus O oh if it was Surged. Yep. Uh, well, this is always a Surge to Bushwhacker. Right. Um, so, like, this is just kind of the fix to that deck and kind of, like, pushed Red-White Convoke. Uh, maybe not over the top. It's kind of fallen off a little bit, but this is like a bit of big update for that deck. And yep. it's, it's just, it's a card that I, card that I've lost to a lot the last couple weeks. So <laughs> figured you'd include front it. of mind. Yeah. yeah. And we got Mosswood Dread Knight. I love this card. Who would have thought a unkillable three, two, uh, trample could be a problem. <laughs> Going back. <laughs> Going back to uh, Glissa, right? This, right? Uh, Restless Cottage, Glissa, and then Mosswood Dread Knight, yeah. right? Kind of hold that, like, those rock decks together, mm-hmm. right? Now, I don't know how often people play this card correctly. The, like, you know, you don't know your opponent's hand, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where I feel like just play like a 3 2 Trampler, mm-hmm. right? For two mana, absolutely. There's a lot of people that, like, always just, like, draw the card with it. No, 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 no. That's not how you play this card. I agree with you, but I've seen a lot of, like, turn to Mosswood Dread Knight, like, take lose a life, draw a card. It's like, like, I don't know if their hand is like, yeah, we're settling in for a long game, homie. Like, let's mm. go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> because you're always going to get the value. <laughs> you're always, you're always going to get it back. You're, you're going to get your card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is just a card that, again, like the green black like rock deck. Yep. I don't. Again, like maybe it's missing like a better one drop. Like evolve sleepers, kind of trash. Yeah, it's not great. Maybe that's what it what it takes. The, the problem is that evolve sleeper is a mana sink, and like the whole deck's full of mana sinks. Yeah, but like in terms of like, what would it take to get green black over the hump? Yeah. And to be like on par with red black, and it kind of can't be a black one drop because right. then it just goes in red black, right? Right, so it like has to be something like green and good. And like the deck doesn't play elves because that's like not right. what it's about. Um, but yeah, the that card is good times now. Mm-hmm. Lost Caverns of Ixalan, we have uh what is arguably the linchpin of what some people say is the uh, best deck in... Well, it's not arguably the linchpin, but it's arguably in the best deck in Pioneer, and that's Amalia. But Avide's uh, Aguirre. 
Sure. Um, we'll go with it. I think it's Aguirre because I worked with someone who I'm pretty sure had the same last name. Uh, so All we're right. going to go with that. Um, gain a life, explore, com- uh, paired with Lyle Grove Walker. Uh, when she gets up to 20 power, everything gets blown up. Combo. Now, you don't win the game right away. You're left with a big, big that can be blocked and whatnot, but it's still a big, big. Mm-hmm. And you've blown up your your opponent's board and probably drawn yourself four lands. Yeah. Also and, blown up your board for whatever yeah. it's worth. Blown up your board, but usually uh, the decks are playing uh, Return to the Ranks, so you can kind of, like, yeah. rebuild after the fact. Um, uh, The life gain kind of shuts some decks out. Mm-hmm. Right, like Phoenix has a hard time um, killing you from eighty. Especially the discovered if you... decks probably can't kill you from eighty. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so this is just a uh, a cool combo piece. Mm-hmm. Also, only like fifty cents. Good reason um, to pick them up. So we've had less time with uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan. So cards that are making an impact are a little bit harder uh, <laughs> uh blood letter of aquazots i have had it put in against me with um oh what is his name uh soren the three mana soren oh. i've had it drop this in um okay. uh jim davis played uh to not much success played the mono black waste knot deck and okay. his top end was like two of these in shieldred mm-hmm um, it ends the game quick if you have any other board. Yeah, you know what would also end the game really quick is like curving this into Gary. Yes, that was that was an against the odds. Oh, was it? <laughs> yes, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that the against the odds has already happened. But yes, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was an against the odds where you like Gary and like and it's like yeah you're gonna take like twenty five or twenty four. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, um, th- just this and Gary's 10, right? Yeah. Yeah, like any other, like, damage along the way. Yeah. Um, but no, it is just a pretty... It's In its limited time, it has, like, found its way into various... I've seen it in Black Red. Mm-hmm. Like, Black Red apparently gets, like, two spots for, like, big dumb creatures. So, like, I've seen this. I've seen Bonehorde Drakasaur. Yeah, like I've it's just, seen that a lot. Yeah, it's just like, I get a fun of spot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I get to pick any of these cards that have been power <laughs> crept in the last, like, two years. So I'm going to pick this one. Yeah. Um, The next card is a reprint, but Cavern of Souls. It's important. Yeah. Right? It's important. It's mana fixing, right? Uh, Can make spirits better. Yep. Enables it's, all of the uh, whatever we're calling them now decks. Yeah. Typel. No, uh, there's a there's a new word. Kin- Kindred is the replacement for tribal as a oh as a, as a card as a type, mechanic as a yep. card type. Yep. Typal is a replacement for tribal as like oh this is my typal merfolk deck. Gotcha. Um. Uh, yeah, it's it. I've I've played against like you know, four and five color humans decks that mm-hmm. like if your deck is like all creatures and like you get to play five or twelve rainbow lands. Yeah. 
Your mana is just perfect all yeah, the time. Yeah, you get to cast all of your things all of the time. Yep. Uh, and, I love uh, the reason it's on the list is because it got put into Pioneer with this reprint. Mm-hmm. And standard, like and standard, it's kind of a yeah. wild card yeah. to have in standard. Like, yeah. um, if your two main creatures that you ramp into in your ramp deck are angels, mm-hmm. you get to always resolve your Atraxa. Right? right, the best way to deal with an Atraxa was disdainful stroke. It's like yep. not anymore. Not anymore. Cavern of Souls. Yep. And then ah. we got kind of a trio of cards. We're going to talk about all of, well, all of the good discover cards. Uh, so all of the ones that made a deck. Yep. So uh, yeah. So we got Geological Appraiser, uh, Quintorius Can, the Planeswalker, and Trumpeting Carnosaur. Yep. Um. So Cascade has always been a busted mechanic. Yep. And I guess it is. Slightly worse when the spell has to resolve before you get the cascade, mm-hmm. but um, it's still pretty good. It does open up the uh, option to have you copy uh, yep. the things that after they have resolved, which is uh, how also the- like there were times playing Jund or whatever where you would cascade into. A card that you didn't necessarily want to cast and then that card is just lost forever and yeah. with discovery you get to put it in your hand if you don't mm-hmm. want to cast it and so uh kind of similar to the beanstalk argument the fact that we have printed a bunch of cards with high mana values that get cast for less yep. or that channel effectively mm-hmm. in trumpeting carnosaur's case yep. um you get to get around the res- the the restriction that is put on your deck by Discover, right? right? Like, when it's fun and random, yay. But when it's always the same thing, it's a bit degenerate. Yep. So we have already seen Geological Appraiser banned. Yep. I don't think this these decks are good enough to push back into older formats. No, I don't think so. But, like, these decks have been the story of... Um, pioneer slash explorer uh, yep. for the last month. Absolutely. Um, and so that's saying something. Mm-hmm. And then we got one more card here. Yeah. Tishana's Tidebinder. Uh, I regret to inform you all that we missed this in the in the preview because I did not <laughs> I did not see this as a modern staple. Yeah. I didn't either. Uh, I I was I was I was wrong. I done goofed. Um, this is a modern staple, a flash, um, a flash stifle. It's pretty good. Yep. Um, like the number of random things it gets, like counter your ring trigger. Mm-hmm. Counter. Um, Mengu is like new tidebinder fear unlocked. Um. Having um, Adeline's make a token trigger countered, and he's mm-hmm. ending up with an O four <laughs> permanently. Um, yeah, right. Like this card has just seen not as much pioneer play. Like I don't think I've seen it like resolved against me in Explorer once. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but in like modern, it is a 
it is a pretty impactful card. Like, you see it resolved pretty frequently in, like, random shells you wouldn't expect it. Mm -hmm. Right? And it, like, just shuts down, like, really impactful things. Like, hey, I, like, played my seven mana car and, like, cool. Uh, I will counter its activated ability and you have a (laughs) seven mana paperweight. Congratulations. Um, Yep. My turn kill you. Like, I thought this was, like, a merfolk card. That would do right. funny merfolk things. Well, it could be it has the the type of merfolk on it. Yeah, maybe I would have thought of it differently if it was a human wizard. Yeah. Where they mean like, oh my god, it goes in like every human's deck. Right. But this doesn't matter about its type, right? Uh, it just matters that its text box is really good. Mm-hmm. And this is another card where they're like, what if we throw flash on it? Like, I know they have to to make this card work. Right, yeah. But, like, throw a flash on it. Sure. Let's have another flash thing. It's fun. (laughs) Like, I don't know Pretty aggressively costed for what it does. Yes. Yes, I don't know, like, when we um, get to the point where we are, where there's, like, an actually good flash deck. But, like, I feel like we're getting the pieces. Yeah, we've got to be getting close. Yes. Um... I don't know how good rogues can be with, uh, uh, with like, the graveyard being used kind of as much as it is. Like, oh, I'm going to mill you right. out. Well, cool. I'll bring back four phoenixes and kill you. <laughs> I'll bring yeah. back my Parhelion and yeah. kill you. But, like, you know, this fairy mastermind, um, you know, Brazen Borrower, never forget. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you just have all these blue things that are just like, oh, I have Flash and do, like, dumb stuff. Brixie stuff. Yeah, I do tricksy stuff, yeah. So, I don't think we need to talk about the decks that matter. We kind of touched on them as we went. Yeah, we talked about all of them as we went through the cards, I think. Yeah. I don't think there's anything in there that we didn't talk about, so. Yeah, but, you know, we kind of went over, if, you, if you're if you a patron, you can see kind of the list of, like, kind of the decks that mattered this year. But we talked about mm-hmm. all of them, you know, yeah. Convoke, Green Black Rock, various attractive stuffs. Amalian Pioneer, Rakdos Midrange and Pioneer, Scam, rest in peace, Fury, yep. X1s, X1s, thank you, praise your <laughs> praise your death, and then the Cascade decks in Modern, and uh, I'm sure there are some other decks in Pioneer, but it's hard, like, where does, like, you know, especially, like, in Standard with, like, the long rotation now, like, Esper's been a deck for, like, two years. Right, like, that's not it's like going to continue to be in a deck, too. Yeah, it's like it's not like it's a deck from this year. It's right. like kind of hard. Like, yes, these decks mattered in these formats, but they like weren't decks that kind of like became a We're thing. Like, I year. think Cascade and Rhin- like Rhinos and Living Ends like changed a lot because of like the the cyclers. Yeah, but like a lot of the stuffs like mm, what are kind of the new decks? We kind of went all over over that all over all of those. So there you go. There is a year in review. Oof. Of all the all the cards that that mattered, or at least Brian thought mattered when he made this list, <laughs> um, car, cards people job, play Brian. and explore. That's right. Car, cards people have like streamed a bunch. Card of the year, Traxa. For standard, but you're right. It's the ring. It's yeah. the one ring. I totally forgot about it. I was just thinking about what are standard cards. Yeah. It's so weird, right? Because for years, it was what cards came out in the standard sets. Right. That's where your card of the year came from. And it's like, well, no, actually, 
we're yeah. going to have this other card that exists over in this other place that is completely and totally busted. Yeah. And I can't wait for like a cloud strife in Final Fantasy <laughs> to like break everything open. To to just blow things open yeah. How are they gonna how are they gonna work around Barrett with his gun arm? <laughs> or uh how short will Tifa's skirt be? Things we have to know. <laughs> Things we how old is Yuffie? It can only be an awkward number. <laughs> like for how she is drawn, she should not be fourteen. Uh, <laughs> tell me otherwise. <laughs> um But yeah, so it is awkward being like, hey, the best, the, the most impactful card, the card that people will remember, is a card that never sniffs standard. Right. But it, you're right. It is the one ring. So, with all yay, that. supplemental products. Yay, supplemental products. With all that, I think we got a show. We got a show. So, if you want to reach out to them on social media, Facebook, Discord, Twitter, all that stuff, uh, say hi. Uh, give us some show ideas. Uh, let us know what's going on. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, links are in the description. Hit us up if you're looking to support the show. Uh, first way, doesn't cost you guys anything, is our TCG Player affiliate link. You're going to be buying stuff for your decks anyway. You might as well buy on TCG Player. Help the show out as you go at it. Casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Uh, anything you purchase after getting to TCG Player through that link, will appreciate that. If you want to support us more directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. You can chip a couple bucks in, you get access to our show notes, you get access to our pre-show, and when I have stuff to send out to you guys, you're on my mailing list. Um, So if you like any of that, or if you just want to show your support, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Appreciate it. Yeah. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. So I hiccuped in the audio cutout, and I was like, "Did I just go deaf? Like, did this? Oh. Did, I, did I hiccup myself deaf? It was terrifying." The thoughts that enter your mind when you get old. Yeah, it's like <laughs> this is a reasonable thing that could have happened. Yep. <laughs>